going to start this off with a simple question. What is going on in baseball right now? Seems like every day there's a no-hitter. Every single day. Or maybe two in the last three days and four since April 9th. Four of the season. It's crazy. That's a lot in a short amount of time, if you ask me. I don't know for sure, but that seems like a lot. Today is Saturday, May 8th. Yesterday, on Friday, as I was doing the show, episode 169, so doing an episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, get a notification. Cincinnati Reds, Wade Miley, a no-hitter Friday, and a 3-0 win over the Indians. So that's Friday. On Wednesday, Baltimore Orioles, John Means throws a no-no. And if we rewind a little bit, this all began April 9th, with the Padres' Joe Musgrave throws the first no-no in San Diego Padre history. And of course, we'll all remember this if you're in the Chicagoland area. Carlos Rodon, a no-hitter, April 14th. Could have been a perfect game, but he hit a batter in the ninth inning. Ugh, so close, so close. But we still got the W, and he still got a no-no. So I'm not mad at you, Carlos. I'm not mad. But that is crazy. Baseball is going nuts with no hitters. Hitting, I guess, is down everywhere. Nobody can hit the ball right now. Pitchers are honing in, hitting their spots, getting their Ks, and making life look easy. I wonder what baseball is going to do next, or the medicine world, to try to correct it. I don't know if it's a problem, so maybe not correct, but reverse it. Because let's face it. Offense is what drives in the money. Offense is what brings in the fans. That is home runs. That's triples. That's a ton of hits. That's not a bunch of Ks, which is cool, which is cool. But if everybody across the league is doing it, eh, kind of gets a little old. Like that special no-no or that special perfect game. I mean, there's only like 23 perfect games. So I'm cool with like four of those a year for one year. For one year, if we had one year with four perfect games, that would be the pitcher year. That would go down in history as the greatest pitching year ever. No-nos, there's, I believe, over 300. If you think about it, that's not that many as long as baseball has been around. But still, 300, 23. That's a difference. That's a little bit of a difference. So no-nos are cool. It's cool, little streak here, but you know, you know the league and the fans want to see some hitting. I don't really mind. I like both sides of it. I mean, defense wins championships. Defense is pitching. Pitching leads into the defense. We see double plays and the crazy leaps towards the fence and dives across the field where it looks like they're laying on a bed while they're floating in the air. I'm down with it. I just like good sports, I just like good games, but we'll see what happens, because you know the league is not happy. But huge shout out to those pitchers doing their thing. Speaking of doing their thing, we left off last episode updating the White Sox. They were in, I think the 8th, I think it was the top of the 8th with the Kansas City Royals. They held on, kept it the same score, it was 3-0, that's what the White Sox won with. On Saturday, today... The Sox got the job done one more time, beating the Kansas City Royals 9-1. Scored eight runs in the first inning. Just got it done from the get-go. You know what? We don't even need to make this game last nine. Let's just get it done in the first. A big help to this was Danny Mendrick hitting a home run in the first. Craziness. Craziness. White Sox roll against the Royals. Cubs play today as well, beating the Pittsburgh Pirates 3-2. Matt Duffy has been doing his thing. Today he had a go-ahead single in the seventh to help the Cubs win their fifth straight game. Matt Duffy was a big piece of yesterday's game, I think, scoring the go-ahead run. Doing his thing. You like, call my name? I'm going to try to do my best. And he's doing it. He's doing it. Thank you for joining this episode. This is episode 170. We have reached the big 170. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. 
Our special guest on this episode is Nate Stubler, LaSalle Peru graduate, awesome bowler, was the state champion in 2016. Now he is rolling for St. Ambrose University. However, he's also doing other things because he's a pro now. You're not an amateur. He's a pro. He's a pro pro. I mean, he's been <laughs> he's been playing pro bowling for a long time. He's just gotten he's just getting the title now. Last weekend, so seven days ago, six days ago, Nate Stubler won the Professional Bowling Association Midwest Open, which comes to the Illinois Valley Super Bowl in Peru every year. They moved it up a little bit. Things are going on. Nate came home, got in the tournament, walked away with a little check. $2,400. $2,400 was his winnings for taking first. In match play, which is the last eight competitors, he went 7-1. and one. So, Followed one of them, won the other seven. He takes the PBA Open. He's going to tell you what that means to him. I'm not going to say any more words about that. Fast forward a weekend, and Nate is back at a bowling alley. This time with St. Ambrose, his team, at the National Championships. They actually bowled a couple hours ago, and it was taped. It's going to be aired on TV. I believe it's CBS. So we'll be able to see what is going on. But Nate's pumped up. He thinks this team can do big things at the national championships. So hopefully, you know, they live up to that and are able to do some big things. And if I wasn't done saying enough about Nate Stubler and all the things he does on the bowling alley, he was up for a couple awards. He was nominated a finalist, one of eight. I kept saying 16, but it's actually eight male eight female. So Nate Stubler was one of eight male finalists for the National Collegiate Bowling Coaches Association Player of the Year. The awards were announced yesterday. He was actually a runner-up. Big props though. Big props. I mean, out of all the bowlers across the country, he's one of the last eight. One of the last Mohicans. Got a nice little trophy saying he's a runner-up. Congratulations to Nate. That is amazing. But with that nomination for Player of the Year, he was also named to the NCBCA first team. Kind of like all-conference, all-state, all-amazing. Nate got named to it. Big things going on in Nate Stubler's world. He's going to talk about it all. Great guest. Always a great conversation. Rewinding to episode 169. Just got to do a little correction real quick. I was talking with Jared Sale, our guest, Putnam County girls basketball coach. And we were talking about University of Illinois basketball and our memories and things like that. And I had said that the team in 2005 that went to the national championship, so the 04-05 team, that met North Carolina in the national championship and ended up losing to the Tar Heels, Darren Williams, D. Brown, Luther Head, those guys. I had said I was a freshman in high school. No, I was a freshman in college. I watched the game at Show Me's at SIU because that's where I was going to school at. I remember it very, very closely. Actually, one of the guys that was there with me Big props to Mike D. I am going to be on a plane in about eight hours going to Charlotte, North Carolina to visit my college buddy. You can take the college name out of there, the title. He's my buddy. We talk all the time. He's a brother. Going to go visit him. Going to be the brocation of all brocations. I'm super excited. So we're getting some podcasts done tonight. Pretty, pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. But anyway, just wanted to make sure I knew, you knew, and I wanted to show that I'll correct myself if I know I'm wrong or I catch something like that. I was a freshman in college, not in high school. We have all kinds of high school stuff to break down from Friday and Saturday. Also, there was a few things that I missed on Monday and Tuesday. Got to get those in there. So let's break down some high school sports. The high school sports segment is brought to you by... Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here 
for you. I just said Monday and Wednesday. However, I meant Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, May 4th. Amboy Lamoille, cross country. I think you can throw in Ohio there. I think it's Amboy Lamoille, Ohio. Brock Loftus. He's been on the show once for sure, for sure. Maybe twice. Broke the school record in the 3200. So the two mile for Amboy as he ran a 10 minute 41.22 seconds in Pecatonica on Tuesday. He also won the mile, the 1600, in four minutes, 56.93. Awesome for Brock. Very, very, very cool. He is tearing it up. He was tearing it up last year and the year before, and he just gets better and better and better. Can't wait to see what he can do by the end of this year. At the Pecatonica meet for the boys, Pecatonica Durant, their co-op, won it with a 137. Galena was second with a 127. Dakota third with a 104. And Amboy scored 78 points for fourth. Stockton was fifth with 52. Milledgeville scored 32 points for sixth. And Eldon Hebron had one point for seventh place. For the girls, Galena took it with a 204. Milledgeville had 84 for second. Amboy was third with a 73. Pecatonica Durant had 69 for fourth. And fifth was Dakota with 63. And Stockton took sixth with 21. Rewind one more time to Wednesday. Another school record was broke for Amboy as Ellie Jones had a time of 16.49 in 100 hurdles. Awesome for Ellie. That is very cool. 16.49 jumping hurdles. Ha! Huh! Insane. Good for her. That's a great record. Hopefully it stands for a long time. Very, very awesome. At the Pecatonica meet that the girls were in on Wednesday, the Lady Clippers finished third with the 73. Besides setting the new school record in the 100 hurdles, Ellie Jones also won three other events. She won the 300 hurdles in 49.25, long jump with a leap of 15 feet 3 inches, and triple jump 33.9. The girls track team got back into action on Friday as they placed second in Oregon. Oregon won with a one. 26 and a half. Amboy had 51 and a half for second. North Boone finished third with 15 points. Lauren Althouse won the 800 and the 200. Ellie Jones was back at it with wins in the 100 hurdles, the long jump, and the triple jump. Also on Friday, softball action. Tons of things going on here. LaSalle Peru 7, Sycamore 1. Evan Becker got the win with seven innings of work. Maddie Pangrisic, five RBIs. She had a three-run home run and an RBI single. Crushing it. Caitlin Gibson and Taylor Martin, also for the Lady Cavs, had three hits apiece. Caitlin Gibson had two doubles. Fulton beat Burrow Valley in five innings, 11-1. St. Bede. Shutout Hall, 10-0. On the pitch, girls soccer, LaSalle Peru, Goose Egged Plano, 5-0. Baseball, lots of stuff here as well. Kalen knocked off Ottawa, 9-5. Ottawa is now 8-2, 5-1 in Interstate 8 conference play, as this was a conference game. Sycamore, 5, Rochelle, 3. Anna Juan, Weathersfield, 12. Princeville, 2. Hall 11, St. Bede 1, Dixon 9, Rockford Christian 4, which was continued from a previously suspended game. Samanak 8, Hinkley Big Rock 2, 4 Samanak, Alex Krizik, 10Ks, got the win on the mound. Brock Zimmerman at the plate, 3 of 3, and hit a triple. On the wrestling match, DeKalb pulverized Naperville 50-18. Kiwani picked up a victory in Knoxville. Gonna throw this off for just a second. 
instead of talking about high school, let's talk about some college from a former high school athlete in the area, LaSalle Peru graduate Ashley Heggie for Illinois State University, ran the 800 on Friday and set a record for herself, a personal record of 2 minutes, 17.10 seconds. Awesome for her, making big moves already as a freshman Redbird at ISU. More all-conference football teams are coming out daily, coming out fast and furious. And they should. We want to know who did what and who's going to get recognized for it. For the Northwest Upstate Illini Conference, Amboy was actually awarded the Sportsmanship Award. Good for them. We're going to try to look into it and see exactly why they got the award. Maybe there's a story there. Maybe there's a reason to have an Amboy representative on the podcast. Two Clippers were on the all-conference team, both on the first team. Senior Sean Fitzpatrick was on offense and defense as a running back and a linebacker. Junior Justin Wakarius was unanimous selection for defensive line. Congratulations to both of those guys putting in the hard work, getting it done. Going back to track real quick, one more update from Friday. The Gary Egler Invitational, that's an all-girls track invitational, an invite at Sycamore. Winning it was Aurora Rosary with a 121. Sycamore came in second, one point shy of Aurora Rosary with a 120. Aurora Central Catholic was third with an 81. Rockford Boylan came in fourth with a 77. West Chicago had 60 points for fifth. Hampshire 31 for sixth. Hickley Big Rock was seventh with 17. Can use a nice little run. Do a little 100 real quick. It wouldn't be real quick at all. Not at all. Before we get into the action that took place today on Saturday, let's have a word with the sponsor. Let's face it, it's not easy to get into shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, maybe motivation is low, don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Peru Mall, across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not just one time. It's not just one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group, LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation, the trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided, pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting the first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? It's, hello, how are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? You'll receive the same welcoming. Hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a major priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Saturday, some weekend vibes on the sports stage. Girls soccer, Sterling scores the last three goals of the game to defeat Princeton 6-5. Woof, what a comeback. Ellie Gasso tied her own school record. She set herself with five goals in a game. Kathy Herrera had the other goal for the Golden Warriors. Byron beat Oregon 5-1 and Freeport shut out Sycamore 4-0. On the baseball field, United Township and Anawan Weathersfield split games. United took the first one 2-0. Anawan got the second one 4-1. Anawan Weathersfield, the Titans are now 13-3. 
Sycamore and DeKalb also had a doubleheader. Sycamore took them both 6-2, 6-0. Newman and Rock Ridge split a doubleheader. Rock Ridge took game one 2-0, and Newman won the second game off an Ethan Vandenlit game-winning hit, scores the go-ahead run. The comments are now 9-3 on the season. Hall and Eureka. Eureka took the doubleheader 2-0, 4-0. Sherrard defeated Princeton 7-4. Plano beat Salmonock 7-6. Fieldcrest beat Putnam County 6-2. And Marquette and Serena had a doubleheader. Marquette won them both 16-1, 12-2. Softball doubleheader. Fieldcrest took game one against Hall 7-5. Then Hall got revenge 13-0. Marquette beat Serena 1-0-9-8 in a doubleheader, taking both of those. DeKalb and Sycamore in a crazy insane game today. DeKalb steals it in the bottom of the seventh with three runs to come back and defeat the Lady Spartans. LaSalle Peru 18, Dixon 0. Seneca 12, Reed Custer 1 in five innings. Sherrard 23, Princeton 13, Rockridge 10, Newman 0. On the wrestling mats, Dakota defeated Princeton 39-27. And back to track at Winnebago for the men. Winnebago won with a 90, Lena Winslow 68 for second. Indian Creek finished with a 57 for third. Mendota was fourth with 23 points for the girls. Winnebago had 115, Indian Creek 57, Lena Winslow 51, and Mendota 9. Lots of awesome things going on in the sports world right now. Weather's getting nice. We're able to play. Very, very awesome. Speaking of awesome, today was our first game. I am an assistant coach for a youth soccer team coaching six and seven year olds. It's already been a ton of fun. It's going to be even more fun. And we start the season with a 1-0 win. I was pumped. They were even more pumped. The head coach was pumped. Shout out to Kayla. And we crushed it. Take that victory. Now let's go get some more, right? Hopefully the schools, the programs you pay attention to are mentioned in there. If not, Shoot us an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. We'll try to find things from any team that you recommend or that you want to hear about. Get some interviews with the coaches and players. That's what we do here. That's what we love. We'll talk to anybody. The high school segment that we enjoy so much was brought to us by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to make 2021 crazy awesome with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and see the Ford Escapes. There's a wide array of those. And they're all redesigned. They all have a great price and they're ready to roll off the lot and into your driveway. But the Escapes are just one option at Shimmer Mendota Ford, as it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot and even more on the website, www.mendotaford.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik, will use their expertise and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Two things I want to talk about real quick. First, Russell Westbrook ties the NBA record of triple doubles with a 181 for his career, tying Oscar Robertson, who in my mind is a GOAT. Not the GOAT, we know who the GOAT is, Michael Jordan. Just in case you didn't, Oscar Robertson, amazing, amazing player. And for Russell Westbrook to even put himself in the same vicinity as the big O, 
props to him. He'll be a Hall of Famer. It doesn't even matter if he never wins a championship. Having this triple-double record and the things that he's been able to do during his career already, doesn't matter where he finishes out at, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Now we'll switch up from sports real quick. I've been watching some TV shows, trying to get caught up. And, Hands May Tale, that's back out. I am caught up. I just haven't started the fourth season, the new season that's out yet. Got to catch up on that. Do some TV watching. Other shows that I've been either re-watching, catching up on. I haven't really started any of these. No, no, no new starts. No new starts. Shameless. Restarted watching it probably a couple months ago. Restarted. Like I'd seen every episode, but went back. Started off season one, episode one. Working my way up. I'm probably halfway through season four at the moment. Good Girls, I am about at the end of season three. I know season four is out right now. I have seen a couple of those episodes on TV. But in terms of watching each episode in a season, I am on season three about halfway through. Cobra Kai, I have not started season three yet. I can't believe I haven't. It's been out for a minute. I have to get on it. I love that show. Love it. What we also love is watching TV in our home in nothing but comfort. Awesome relaxation, our place, our style, what we want to do. Unfortunately, it's not always like that, and we may have to do things, change things, add things, renovate. Olson Construction is here to help you do exactly that. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olsen Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction 19 at gmail.com. Well, that does it for the intro. Let's get to Nate Stubler. Bowling across the world, bowling across the country, just doing his thing, doing his thing. This is a great conversation, always cool to talk with Stubler, Nate Stubler to be exact. We'll be back very soon with more episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P, Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and don't know where you listen to this one but you can follow us, listen to us, like us, all of that good stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcast with the S backslash edge of your seat podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Always appreciate the sport. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully you continue listening. Hopefully we can keep pumping out amazing shows. Until next time, peace. It is always, 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 I probably could say a bunch more always is, cool to talk to a returning guest of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This one has got a lot to talk about, a lot of awesomeness going on right now. LaSalle Peru graduate, 2016 bowling champion, state champion, Nate Stubler. What is up, my dude? How you doing, man? And I'm happy you're having me on Edge Your Seat Podcast again. You know, it's always, 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 always a pleasure turning. So, thank you for asking me, man. I'm happy to be here. I like that you follow up to always is. That's always. Always awesome. Oh, yeah, I got you, man. <laughs> I know you're in your car, so hopefully, you know, not distracting. You can drive. You're watching the road and things like that. Nope, nope. All hands free. All hands free. Perfect. Like I said, you have a lot to talk about. Let's just start talking about what happened yesterday. What did you do, my man? So yesterday, uh, I bowled the 24th annual uh, Super Bowl professional uh, the PDA Tour regional stop in Peru, Illinois. You know, my hometown. 
Actually, I was able to come away with a victory yesterday, so I won my first uh, professional PBA tour event. So that w- was that your first one ever that you competed in? No, no, I've competed. I uh, actually, I pulled in my first at the Super Bowl and I was 15, uh, and I finished fifth. So, but this was definitely, yeah, this was my first ever victory. So, yeah, so it was, it was awesome. It was, it was a crazy feeling to How amazing is it for you to get your first professional PGA win at the Super Bowl. I mean, your dad and uncle owned it. I mean, pretty much started it, at least in that location. And you go there and win it. That had to feel amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always love coming back anyway. Anytime that I can, you know, I can come back from school, especially to bowl this event. Fortunately, we weren't able to bowl it last year. You know, I've always tried to be a great supporter of the event. You know, just honestly, always just coming home, you know, to bowl this. You know, and I definitely look forward to bowling in the future as well. And, you know, in all reality, it's a great homecoming, you know, because, you know, being at school full-time and everything, uh, you know, I don't really get to come home very often since my parents moved and everything. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's always a great homecoming to see some familiar faces, a lot of family, a lot of friends, you know. So, I've always been a huge fan of coming back to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, that's like, it's basically been my second home. Everything that I do, you know, growing up in a bowling center and all, so... Every time I get the opportunity to come back, I love it. I love to see the people and everything. I mean, definitely built some great relationships there. So. Including this wonderful. one? Absolutely, absolutely, man. Back in our days. <laughs> <laughs> I remember covering you as a freshman. You do not look anything like you did as a freshman now. That is for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's about eight years ago, right? Eight years ago we started doing this? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of conversations, I'd say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Always a pleasure. Same here. Same here, my man. And you were my favorite worker. I can't say favorite. Yeah, I can. I can. You were my favorite person to work with when I was a manager at the Super Bowl for that year that I did that. It was always awesome to work with you. We'd play sometimes. You would whoop me, but it was fun to play some bowling. Oh, yeah, those few times we go out bowling and everything, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was awesome, man. I mean, definitely built a great friendship and everything throughout the years, so it's always a pleasure. Definitely, definitely. Let's get back to the uh, the Midwest event that you just won. Man, It's it feels so awesome to say win for you because I know, you know, growing up and stuff, you were there every year. You were watching it or working there. You know most of the bowlers, even the pro players, because, you know, you were always there, and your dad was the owner of the center. So kind of elaborate on, you know, your childhood growing up, watching, wanting to play in it, then now getting to play in it. Like, that had to be a cool feeling, and then to win, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because always, you know, growing up when I was younger, you know, I always wanted to compete on the same level as those guys, and you know, be able to compete with them, you know, alongside them and, you know, actually, like, kind of prove my stuff, you know, even when I was a really young teenager, I always wanted to have that opportunity. You know, every weekend that they came in, you know, I always wanted to spend time with them, kind of try to learn from them, you know, watch what they were doing, trying to, like, add things to my game, you know, as I was developing and everything, just trying to, like, you know, figure out what they did that made them successful. So, you know, always growing up, I just, I loved watching the tournament. I loved getting to know some of the people. It's just been pretty special, the fact that I've been able to start bowling that event and, you know, just start to recognize some of the PBA pros and, you know, vice versa. So, I mean, I've, I've built a lot of relationships through there, too, as well. So, it's always been very, very enjoyable, you know, just watching some of those guys and watching some of the best, you know, stop at the regional tour and the bowl tournament, you know, see a lot of familiar faces from television guys. You know, it's, it's really just awesome to see them. So, definitely just going into yesterday, I was I'm uh, really excited. You know, I got to see some friends and family the night before back home. So I always look forward to I always look forward to that. Uh, they always plan a bunch of fun events involving the pros on Saturday and Saturday night for uh, the youth, for the kids, for the adults and everybody. So it's always a great time. And yeah, so yesterday, you know, just going into these events, I just tried to, you know, stay comfortable, just trying to relax, just, you know, just trying to think, like, Oh, this is my home center, you know, I'm growing up here. You know, obviously, I want to put on a great performance, but at the same time, you know, I just I still got to bowl at the end of the day. I still got to, you know, just try to just do a groove, just try to throw some strikes, strike them. It, it was awesome. I mean, 
bowling and qualifying and everything, but I mean, I definitely had a rough patch to start, I will admit. You know, once we got dialed in and figured out, you know, just took some time to get loose, and once we did that, we were able to get the ball rolling, and eventually, you know, uh, get to the qualifying position, so, yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was great yesterday overall, so, I was very excited about that entire experience, so, yeah, so I absolutely loved every opportunity that I could come back to the Super Bowl, see everybody, pull the event, and, you know, just have a great time overall. You mentioned the events or the part of, you know, the past weekend where the pro bowlers will match up with youth bowlers and, you know, show a couple of tricks of the trade, play a game with them. Was it weird being on the other side? You know, you're, what are you, 22? 22, yes. You're 22 years old and now, you know, youths are looking at you like, hey, this is a pro bowler, especially in this area. You won a state championship. You know, you're kind of a bowling, we'll say icon. I don't know if you've ever thought of yourself as an icon, but to use here, Nate Stubler, hometown prospect, prodigy, and now coming back and they get a chance to bowl with you. Was it weird being on the other side of that and enjoying that experience? Overall, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of the professionals I've met through other tournaments and, you know, I've kind of known them through there other than just being you know, a hometown kid from Peru, and then obviously, you know, I've had a lot of friends and family back home that have always, always been there, so overall, yeah, I mean, it's just definitely a weird feeling, because I remember, you know, I, I started bowling, like, the youth pro-am events back at the age of, like, five, when I would, like, start bowling those tournaments, so it's kind of cool, like, when I'm five years old, and when I was a kid, like, I'd bowl the pro-am, and, you know, if I got to bowl with someone like Pete Weber, you know, even at the age of five, like, that was still so cool. So the fact of, you know, now that I'm older and now that I get to compete with some of these guys, some of the young, the newer and younger guys that have toured, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool just, like, how that dynamic has changed. Where it's like, I remember growing up and watching all these guys and really just being, you know, a major fan of them and what they can do. And, you know, just being able to compete with them, on, you know, at a high level at times, it's, it's an amazing feeling. You know, I mean, it's a lot of fun, too. And, you know, I, I always look forward to coming home and just seeing friends and family. You know, I mean, that. But really, the biggest part of it to me is, you know, win or lose, either way, you know, you still get to see loved ones. And that's, that's really just, you know, I, I think that's the most enjoyable part of the entire weekend. So, you know, just being able to come home, come back to the roots, and, you know, no matter what side I am on, whether it was me growing up as a kid, you know, whether it's, whether it's me now, or, you know, I'm coming home, you know, it's visiting for me now. Either way, I mean, I, I love it. You know, I mean, it's, one way or the other isn't better than the other. It's just, it's, it's a great overall experience. And so I love the relationships I've built around both sides. Another different dynamic is the ownership of the Super Bowl. Like I've said a couple times, your dad, Bob Stubler, and your uncle, Jim Stubler, were owners of the Illinois Valley Super Bowl for decades. And then they sold it, and now it is Joe Zokel and Eric Acuntius. You know them both. Obviously, but it's probably got to be a different feel from, you know, what you grew up as having your family own the bowling center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely is a lot different now because especially, you know, when everything started with the pandemic and all, you know, it became a lot different in general just because, you know, when they took over, they did a lot of great renovations to the place. You know, they made, they made some changes and, you know, they made some great updates. And, you know, overall, it, it is it, is different now because it's not like anymore where, you know, obviously before the pandemic and all, you know, because like it was around that same time that, you know, they took over ownership was at like the beginning of it, you know, like it used to just be a four minute drive from my house to get to the Super Bowl, you know, like again, like when I say that's my second home, like that's exactly what I mean by it, you know, and now when I go to the Super Bowl, you know, I have to drive an hour and 10 minutes, you know, so it's definitely just a lot different experience for sure. No, I mean, either way, like, it's still, it's still great to come home. And, you know, Joe and Eric have done a great job with the place. Again, they made a lot of great renovations, a lot of great updates, you know. So, I mean, them and the staff and everything, I mean, everybody's still been still been great. So, just trying to trying to persevere through the pandemic and all. I mean, they've done a great job. They've put in the hard work. They've put in the time and effort. So, you know, I definitely wish them all the best. And it's always a pleasure anytime I can come home and see them. So. While you were there bowling, Winning the competition, did Joe or Eric ask if you wanted to make a pizza or a pin set real fast? 
No, no. Luckily, luckily, I wasn't uh, asked to come into work or try to help on a pin set or anything. But <laughs> luckily, luckily, they they had enough great help and great staff to. They didn't have to call me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious, though. You throw the game-winning ball, you know, to strike, you win, and then Joe comes up, hey, man, can you make a cheese pizza? We got one. We got an order up. Oh, it was kind of funny because uh, at the end of the match, you know, I had one shot left. You know, the match, the match was already over. And, you know, I, was just, I just had one more shot to throw, and then the game was officially, you know, complete and all. You know, before, like, you know, like, talking to everybody. And it was funny because, uh, yeah, my, my bowling ball actually got stuck in the back of the uh, pin setter. Like, I literally had one shot to throw, too. So, like, we're all just kind of standing around. I'm just kind of waiting, like, an extra 20 seconds. Like, like hey, and then I had to look up at the counter. And I was like, hey, like, I don't mean to kill the moment, but my ball's stuck, you know? <laughs> so, it's just kind of funny, like, having that delay, like, right at the end of it, where it's like, oh, like, you know, like, it was a great feeling and all the you know, to win and everything and accomplish that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, like, my ball's stuck in the back, and he said, oh, I'll put back there to get it, you know? So, it was, just, it was kind of a funny turn of events in that moment. But, yeah, it was, it was overall, it was a great experience, so. Did you start to take a couple steps, like, towards the side doors to go get your ball? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I, I thought about making a joke about it and be like, hey, do you want me to go back there and grab it? But <laughs> I was like, yeah, better not. Because <laughs> you've only done that about seven million times. Yeah, yeah, especially working there, you know, at the family business, and I was, you know, basically helping out whenever I could. The age of fourteen, you know, I mean, family business. I mean, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, it's your turn now. I'm on this side of the ball. Mentioned that you're driving, you are driving back to St. Ambrose where you are a member of their bowling team. You guys wrapped up sectionals, I believe, a couple weeks ago. You got nationals coming up. Talk about your college season and how it's going, man. This is your senior campaign. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our season, I mean, we started off with a great start. To begin the season, we started off with a tournament win, so that was always great, you know. So coming back into kind of season form, just really great just from the beginning. Obviously, sectionals was canceled while we were on our way. And prior to that, we won uh, three out of the last four tournaments. And, you know, two of those tournaments were major tier one events. So, you know, they were like major national events. It was kind of a shell shock when everything got canceled when the pandemic happened. But, you know, eventually this year, uh, this year we were able to finally get back into it. Our season started in January, so it started, you know, four months later than normal. That was just kind of a, a, a difficult situation, but, you know, we persevered through it, and ultimately we were able to win our first tournament coming back. And uh, we actually caught another win this season as well. Uh, about a month later, we caught a win. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're still definitely a team to be reckoned with. We're still a team to be, you know, you know we're, we're still a team that, you know, we're still here. You know, we're just, we're just trying to do our part and just try to make our own national title next week, so, or this week, so, yeah, we just, yeah, we're just, we're trying to stay focused, just trying to stay in it, so, uh, yeah, senior year, it's, it's been great so far, but really good to see with internship, dealing, you know, with applying to the master's program and all, so, just trying to stay super busy and trying to stay on top of my game, so, it's been a, a great season so far. You kind of cut out at the beginning of that for just a second. I know you said, you know, sectionals were canceled. That was last year, correct? And then you just had sectionals this past week or the week before? Uh, we just had sectionals two weeks ago. So, oh, sorry, I've run into the race. Oh, I uh, ran into a ton of rain all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, so basically sectionals was about two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it was just a really... Uh, it was, uh, sorry. It's alright, do you want me to let you go and we can finish later? Uh, yeah, let's do that if that's alright. we do that? Yeah, yeah, I don't want you to be talking to me in rain. Yeah, pay attention to the road, man. Yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah, I started to pour, so uh, I'm about to give you a call when I get to school, is that alright? Yeah, as soon as you get there, hit me up. Alright, sounds good, thank you, Brandon. Alright, no problem, Nate, give me a call. Alright, bye. See ya. We had to stop recording to let our friend, Nate Stubler, get home, back to college at St. Ambrose, we're talking, and then it just starts pouring. You made it home safe though, right, Nate? 
absolutely. You know, I never thought that a rain delay could stop a podcast, but like, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, it is 2021. Anything's possible, you know? <laughs> Anything is possible. Rain delay on the podcast. I like it. You know what? <laughs> I usually have to search for a title or, you know, I got to rack my brain sometimes. We got a title to this episode right now. I was like, that's perfect. Use, use the rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> rain delayed podcast. I like it. We left off talking about sectional, which was two weeks ago. We got nationals coming up next week for St. Ambrose. Let's go back and talk about the sectional and how we were feeling, how it went. You did qualify, so congrats there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we as a team, our season overall, you know, we, we had some ups and downs for the most part. We, we were able to stay on top of our game, fortunately. You know, I mean, obviously there's always a few bumps in the road. But, yeah, luckily going into sectionals, uh, we definitely had a good energy. You know, we had, you know, good vibes going into it and everything. We actually, we struggled, though, as soon as we got there. I mean, to be fair, you know, I mean, a lot of the, the team now that we have is younger. And a lot of the team now, because in all reality, this is a lot of people's second year in the program. I mean, the freshmen and sophomores, they've never really gotten a chance to experience the postseason until now. So, you know, we bowled on Saturday and, you know, we struggled a little bit. We found ourselves out of the top four, out of the, you know, out of the qualifying spots for nationals. And then, you know, we just knew that for Sunday we'd need to regroup. So Sunday, fortunately, we were able to regroup and uh, we made up about the the, uh, 110 pins that we needed to make up with 20 Baker games. Ultimately, so we were able to, you know, go from, I think we were in eighth. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we struggled a little bit, but, you know, that happens. But, uh, yeah, we were able to persevere, ultimately, and, you know, claim the fourth spot going to the Nationals. So practice sessions recently have been really good as a team, collectively. I mean, we, we kind of got that uh, kind of got that fire under our butts again. We know that it's not, it's not going to be easy. You know, anything that's ever worth anything is it's not easy. So we just got to keep pushing and keep working hard, and hopefully we can uh, we can make a run at it. So definitely. So this being your senior year, and there was no playoffs, no postseason last year. This is going to be your third trip to nationals. Uh, yeah. So this is going to be my third trip to nationals this upcoming year. Yep. Gotcha. And what is the best that you've done so far? I mean, as a team, sophomore year. Uh, we went two and two in match play ultimately in the bracket. So I mean, sixteen teams make it. Uh, we got eliminated in the round of eight, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, that was obviously devastating. As say individual wise, I didn't make it this year individually. Uh, also was eliminated in round of eight for the top twenty four qualifying. But you know, I mean, either way, any time that you can make it to nationals individually or as a team. I mean, that's still, a, you know, a pretty nice accomplishment in itself and all. So, yeah, that's been, you know, kind of our experience. But, you know, we definitely feel like now a lot of our pieces, you know, we've learned to grow. We've learned to uh, you know, we've learned to trust each other more. And, uh, you know, just ultimately with us, with our class being you know, like the new seniors and everything, you know, we're just trying to help pave the way and try to, like, continue to build on everything that St. Ambrose has built on the last few years and uh, just continue to grow as a team ultimately and continue to get better and ultimately do our part as, you know, individuals to make the, you know, make the team be successful. So a couple years back, you were already attending St. Ambrose on the bowling team and we met up for a lunch at Wendy's in the summer, I believe. And when we were chatting, you're like, hey, I'm kind of unhappy with the bowling program. A couple things were ruffling your feathers. You didn't know if you wanted to continue to bowl for the school or, you know, just be a student. Obviously, you made the decision to stick with the bowling program, and you know now your senior year last competition with the team is going to be this weekend at nationals. Are you happy with your decision to stick with the bowling program and you know duke it out? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean sophomore year, you know, it was you know a different time. Yeah, different different teammates, different dynamic. Uh, you know, just the program. You know, it, it wasn't necessarily looking as if it was turning out to be what I wanted it to be, or what I you know had originally assumed that it was going to be and what it was going to be. So uh, yeah, I mean, there was quite a time where I really did come to the plate for pretty much an entire summer. You know, where I was like, honestly, I wouldn't mind just being a full time student and still bowling, but not you know bowling for the program because at the time, you know, some of the the team leadership there was just not quite 
it wasn't the best atmosphere, I should say, in terms of, you know, being younger classmen versus upperclassmen kind of thing. Like, it just, it's really hard to describe, but basically, yeah, like, there was just, like, the dynamic of, like, you know, the seniors wanting to kind of be, you know, a little bit more favorited, you know, whereas it's, like, you know, there's these younger players, and, like, it was just kind of a weird team dynamic that I feel like ultimately hurt chemistry, you know, here and there at tournaments and just, you know, like there was just some underlying issues with our team that we really couldn't figure out. So ultimately, yeah, I mean, I came back and uh, I came back second semester junior year after having, you know, my surgery and everything. And uh, yeah, there was, a, <laughs> there was, in all reality, there was a lot of new fresh faces. I mean, I think we kept three other than myself. I mean, there were four seniors who graduated. I mean, we had a lot of new fresh faces and basically, you know, I decided to come back. Like I kind of made the commitment to myself that, you know, I was like what I kind of had gone through in the past, what I had kind of dealt with in terms of, you know, with, with former, you know, former teammates, former people around the team and the game and everything I wasn't going to associate myself with or, you know, I wasn't going to treat the younger classmen the way that, you know, we were kind of treated. So, like, you know, I, I just kind of took that upon myself as, like, you know, I was like, all right, like, it's a new team. Like, let's, you know, let's change the way that the chemistry is with the team. Because, you know, at that point, going into my junior year, we only had one senior on the team, you know. So and then it was, like, three juniors. So, you know, we kind of knew, we took it upon ourselves to kind of realize that, hey, like, we have a new team. You know, this is new team chemistry. You know, let's let's build on it and let's let's set a good example for the, young, for the younger classmen and for those to come afterwards. So... You know, it was frustrating at times, you know, like my sophomore year. But after that, things really came through. You know, we got some really great team players, really great teammates and all. So that definitely uh, helped change the dynamic of St. Ambrose. And ultimately, our team don't think that our team has ever been stronger in the history of St. Ambrose um, compared to last year and this year. So you know, I really think, like, changing the, the team chemistry and the dynamic of the team has really helped us grow as a team and grow as a program ultimately and uh you know hopefully it's just that much closer to you know the ultimate goal of winning a national title so it's right around the river ben pocahontas nationals this weekend i mean what is going through your head knowing hey this is my last college bowling event and you know we've worked hard to change the team chemistry we've worked hard to do what we've been able to do this year qualify for this when you know kind of started off with a rocky season and we turn it around we're here how are you going into this knowing that you got a bowl pretty well so because we were actually granted an extra year of eligibility through usbc um if we wanted to have a fifth year eligibility to bowl because of the pandemic and all I'm actually going to be coming back to the team next year as of now because I'm going to be continuing my education at St. Ambrose to earn my master's in accounting. So I'm going to be uh, trying to earn my master's as well as studying for the CPA exams during my master's year during next year. So uh, as of now, I do plan on returning to the team. But either way, like my mentality kind of going into this weekend has been like, you know, I, I try to treat it as if I don't have the extra year where it's like, all right, like it's now or never you really gotta, you know, I mean, you gotta focus in, you know, I mean, as much as I think about all the times, you know, for how long I bowled for this program, being my fourth year and all, and like, just trying to treat it as if it is my last weekend, I'm trying to enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, just kind of knowing myself, knowing my mentality with, you know, with, with bowling in the past and, you know, with final performances, you know, I just, I just want to go out there and give it my all and make sure that no matter what, at the end of the day, I need to go out there ready to perform and hopefully, you know, come out successful. So I'm definitely just really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm just going to try to treat it as a last dance, so to say. So, Thank you for proving to the audience of Edge of Your Seat podcast that I don't ask every single thing ahead of time getting into this conversation, that these are live, free-ranging conversations that haven't been discussed before. Thanks for proving that I don't know everything. Of course, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that you were going to go back. Did know that you could go back because of COVID-19. I mean, every athlete can go back if they really wish to. I did not know what your decision was, so that's really cool to know that you are going to do another year and are working on that Masters. Trying to be smart, too, bro. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, granted, I will admit, again, like if it was the same 
dynamic chemistry, you know, same group as, you know, as my sophomore year, I honestly, I probably would say that I wouldn't be taking that extra year. But luckily, you know, me and a few other seniors, you know, and a lot of younger players, I mean, we've all, we've all meshed well together. We've all understood that, hey, like we're going at a common goal. We're working hard for this. You know, there's no individualism with our team. And, you know, ultimately that's just, that, that's played a large role into it too. You know, where it's like, you know, with the, with the team that we got and most of us coming back next year, I mean, I, I think we might only be losing one senior next year because I believe the other seniors electing to come back next year as well. You know, I mean, we, we figured why not give it another go, you know, so hopefully we can uh, make next year even better. So who knows? One thing that I've always admired about you is your humbleness. I mean, you are a stud bowler. There is no doubt about it. You can tell me you're not all you want to, but we all know the truth here. You are a stud at the bowling alley. That's truth. But you act like you're not. At LP, you were hands down the best player with the Cavaliers and the best player at pretty much every tournament that you went to. You get to college, in your first couple years, there's probably a few better. Yeah. But you're always humble. You're always looking at your teammates as equals and just want to mesh together and have fun and win some bowling meets. I always admire that about you. Just want to let you know. Absolutely. I do appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's one thing, too. Uh, one of our coaches mentioned that ultimately, you know, when it comes to this game, you know, we have eight people on our roster, you know, 12 and a half percent. You know, it doesn't matter if you contribute more one weekend, you might not contribute as much the next weekend, you know, so... I just want to try to be the biggest part of the 12.5% that I can be. And ultimately, you know, with these guys, I mean, all of us have strengths where we're going to, you know, where we can outperform one another, you know, any given day. So, you know, just having that, that team ability to be able to, you know, I just want to do my part and help the team be successful. So I do appreciate the compliment, although thank you. Definitely. I'm going to make a shirt that says Nate Stubler champ. And I'm going <laughs> to rock it every day. <laughs> I appreciate it. Only after this week, you know, I can join you. I can, we can, we can wear shirts like that too. That's a St. Ambrose champ. So we'll see. For sure. For sure. If that happens, I will, I will buy a St. Ambrose champ shirt. I will. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You've had me on your podcast plenty of times. I will definitely get you one for free. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I like that even better. Hey, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Best price tag in America. Free. Absolutely. Free fitty. <laughs> Free fitty. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. All right, Nate. Nate Stubler, LaSalle, Peru graduate, now bowling for St. Ambrose. Every single guest on the podcast, we have to play a game. You were on an episode like 20-something, so we weren't doing it then. I got to 100 and was like, hey, we need to spruce it up a little bit. So I started playing these games. This is your turn. I'm going to make you play rank them. And I'm going to have you rank the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from your favorite to your least favorite. And if you didn't know their names, Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello, and Leonardo. Okay. All right. So, ooh, okay. So that's definitely tough. Uh, all right. The only thing is I got to really quick associate uh, the colors to which character? Because for some reason, I am blanking heavily on it. I definitely watched the movies as a kid. I used to watch the cartoons. I watched the uh, real life adaptation. So I just gotta, I just gotta think. All right. So, so we got oof. purple is Donatello, blue is Leonardo, orange is Michelangelo, and red is Raphael. All right. So I will admit, I've always been a fan michelangelo i like the nunchucks i like that you know he seems to kind of be like he seems to kind of be the uh oh i don't even know how to describe it but like he always seems to kind of be like the fun one you know so then you know Raphael always seems you know he seems to be like the funny the goofy one you know like in the movies he's always played a big role somehow because he's always been kind of goofy you know always kind of like the, the underrated one i feel like uh, feel free to disagree with me. You know, I feel like he's been kind of the underrated one, though. So ultimately, you know, the fact that he's typically been able to like come through in big moments has been like really cool. Leonardo, big fan of. I feel like he's kind of the lead. Like he wants to be the leader. He's kind of got the uh, you know that aspect to him. So definitely, in terms of characters, I mean, I gotta go. Leonardo's my favorite. He always wants to be a leader. You know, like he's got a lot to learn. It seems like always my favorite. Uh, Raphael has always been 
you know, definitely up there as well. Uh, so I'll give him number two, uh, Michelangelo number three, and then uh, Donatello number five, or n- not number five, <laughs> oh my god, number four. You know, actually, I will give number five because, uh, oh, why am I blanking? Oh my lord, I haven't watched this in forever, but why am I blanking? Sensei? Yeah, Splinter. Yep, yep. I feel like Master Splinter, like, I feel like he's kind of done more use in terms of, like, you know, like, mentality-wise and, like, talking to them and everything, you know? I, 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 yeah, so I've always been a huge fan of him. Donatello, just kind of goofy, you know, kind of cool, but, like, ultimately, he runs around with, like, a giant stick. You know, obviously, that's not what it is, but, like, you know, I don't know. So I just, yeah, so I don't know. Just never, never had anything against him, but, you know, I just, I think Master Splinter would be pretty cool, too. So I'll give him number four, Donatello number five, so... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you're listening, don't cancel this podcast. Very sorry for giving my opinion on Donatello. Very sorry, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Donatello is actually my favorite. So you kind of broke my heart a little bit. I love Donatello. He's smart. He can whoop some ass with that stick. Don't really cuss on this podcast, but to emphasize how awesome Donatello is, I did have to say that, though. Real quick, uh, for anybody that's listening, if you never hear me on this podcast again, you'll know why this moment, the last two minutes, definitely the reason why Brandon LaChance has never asked me to be on this podcast again. So thank you, everybody. I do appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. We're so cool. We're friends that we can disagree about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm not going to hold that against you. (laughs) I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you, as always, my friend, Nate Stubler, for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. I am happy for everything that you're doing bowling-wise, sticking in school to get your master's in accounting. I'm happy for you, and thank you for sharing everything that's going on in your life with us. Best of luck at Nationals. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, thank you, Brandon LaShawns, for everything, man. It's it's always been a huge, you know, it's always been a huge honor to be on your podcast and everything. And you know, I definitely appreciate it, man. So thank you for having me. We are not stopping yet. Hold up. Hold up. Not pressing stop on the recorder. Not doing it. Not doing it. Nate. You got something crazy awesome going on, and we both kind of forgot for a second, and then we're like, oh, why did we not talk about this? So we have to. You are in the running for College Bowler of the Year? Yeah, uh, Collegiate National Player of the Year, yep. That is amazing. There's 16 finalists. You're one of them. That has got to be awesome for you. Like, you got to be ecstatic about being in this, you know, list of finalists for an award that, you know, not many people get to say that they were a finalist for or at least win it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So, how they do it, uh, so yeah, it's technically 16 finalists, but it's eight men and eight women. And, uh, like, it's it's uh, in their own division, basically. But we actually have another uh, St. Ambrose Bowler, too, uh, on the girls' team that actually made it as well. So she's actually a finalist as well. So that's kind of cool, too, that, you know, both of us were able to represent St. Ambrose. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be, you know, if I can hopefully do that, you know, I mean, that'd be awesome to, you know, hopefully get that recognition and, you know, hopefully earn Collegiate National Player of the Year. And, yeah, I, I think that'd be really awesome. So when I found the news out about that, I was so excited. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, that's something that obviously, you know, I'm only – considered a finalist right now and everything that's that's totally fine but you know i'm just glad that i'm able to this year i mean that shows that i was able to perform well and perform well for the team and you know just try to help out the team as much as i can and everything so yeah so i mean i absolutely loved it so hopefully fingers crossed you know we find out on uh, on wednesday this week while we're at nationals so fingers crossed <laughs> How did it become that you became a finalist? Did people have to vote for you? Did this governing body decide to throw you in there? How did it work that you were selected? It's based on, um, because on Saturdays of most tournaments, we bowl individual games. So we bowl like six individual games for like five bowlers that are bowling. And it all goes towards like the team competitive score, like a team total. Kind of like how high school is ran, like how high school tournaments are. It all is based on the competition of your field um, compared to like how it's ranked and like in a specific tournament, you know, if you're bowling a really small event with like four teams and 
you know, like not very high ranked teams, you're going to get less points for it, or it's going to be valued differently versus if you were bowling a tournament where you won and there was 40 teams and you know like those are all teams that were in like the top 40 so that's kind of the thing with it too so uh yeah so this year i was able to uh win win a tournament i was able to win the third day or the third event of the hoosier and then i also have two second place finishes as well this season and uh fourth place finish individually as well so i'm just really hoping that you know i can be fortunate enough to, you know, maybe win the award. If not, yeah, I think it's great. I'm just glad that I was able to help my team in that aspect as well and just try to be a team leader and uh, hopefully try to give a performance, you know, at nationals and just see how it goes. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think all the accolades are great and everything, but at the end of the day, we don't win a national title as a team. It's all for nothing. So, at the end of the day, just looking to perform this week and uh, let everything else, you know, take its place. So, that is awesome, man. I hope you get it. Just to let you know, you're always the MVP at Edge of Podcast. Just letting you know that. <laughs> I do appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can officially let you go now. Yeah, absolutely. That works. 